Mark Nunn, motherfucker. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. Um, my name is Will. My name is Steven. We're back with more glory B-movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're going down the B-movie rabbit hole here with... Uh, a 1975 movie from Turkey. Uh, this, I, I think, your first foray into Turkish cinema. Un- undoubtedly, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt there's any that have uh, cropped up without my knowing over the years. Yeah, I doubt it. That Turkish cinema is not not one that most people are partaking in. I don't yeah. know about the modern stuff, like whatever they're doing modern. I don't know, but. Uh, Definitely the seventies, eighties era of their sort of exploitation movies. That's <laughs> kind of a thing that's uh, only fucking you know you got to pass through the fires <laughs> to get to Turkish cinema. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie, nineteen seventy-five. Uh, I I first heard of it, heard of it as Lion Man, mm-hmm. uh, but it was released um, on Blu-ray last year by AGFA, the American Genre Film Archive, and uh, under the title, The Sword and the Claw. Yeah. And so here we are, swords and claws, ready to go. So this movie uh, stars one of the big uh, Turkish exploitation uh, action stars, Mm -hmm. Junaid Arkin. All right. (laughs) He's in a lot of uh, movies, including Turkish Star Wars. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Yeah, he's a big action star in, in, in this era of Turkish cinema. Uh, so Lion Man, uh, I, I just think of it as Lion Man. but uh, <laughs> I kind of think that would almost work as a better title, really. Yeah, I mean, because I looked at the, at the Turkish title, Kalich Aslan, <laughs> and that translates to Sword Lion. Okay. So... There's the birthmark that is a lion head and a sword. Right. So is it referring to that? Maybe. Maybe. Is it referring to the two brothers, sword and lion man? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Is it referring to the swords of a lion, his claws? Yeah. yeah there's <laughs> a lot of uh, different ways that might be uh, yeah. interpreted, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. But it was it was uh, as far as I had understood it released as Lion Man on VHS, and there was something of a of a a mystique to this title Sword and the Claw, where where people had like film historians had looked at uh, newspaper ads for movies and they'd see this like what the fuck is Sword and the Claw, and, and then they finally found this print of it that's, that they've scanned for this, and they realized, like, oh, shit, it's that movie Lion Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so here it is. Yeah. Isn't there, like, a poster art on the case? Like, inside there was a... I don't know. Like, it's, it's under the disc, if you... Look a bit more, it was like a... 
Yeah, and this is, I think, the the thing that was fucking with people because this art looks like it's a Hong Kong movie or some kind of martial arts movie um, from Asia. I mean, Turkey is part of Asia. Technically part of Asia. It's attached to Asia. It's uh, it's kind of the other side of Asia, but, you know. Yeah, I I looked it up because I thought, oh, I I think it is part of Asia, and it's apparently, it's... uh, Asia, part Asia and part Europe. It's it's one of these yeah, it's kind of, straddling countries. Yeah, it's one of those those weird little parts there, and not really the Middle East, but kind <laughs> of the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in between everything, really. I think. But uh, yeah, so that was that poster was what was uh, causing the confusion, and nobody yeah. knew what the fuck it was. And finally, they f- they figured it out, and here we are with the. A Blu-ray release of it. <laughs> so, not you never seen a Turkish movie? Uh, no. How 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 to go? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Just all right. I, I was hoping for a little more crazy weirdness going on. Yeah, not enough crazy weirdness. No, no, not really. I mean, it it had some good, nice stuff in it, like uh, yeah. You know, I'm just ripping a tree out of the ground and clubbing people with it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jumping and doing lion fucking clawing people's faces and shit. Yeah, I I think it kind of uh it overdid that a bit. Like it was just like, okay, we're gonna have him do basically the exact same thing like ten times in a row. <laughs> See, this Which, is something when I was watching the movie, yeah. and I saw that, and they do the, they do that a lot. There's a lot of scenes where he does something a bunch of times in a row. I loved it, <laughs> and I thought while I was one of those times, I thought, I bet this, I bet Stevens not gonna like this. <laughs> I had a feeling, but man, I fucking loved that shit. Uh. There's there's a bunch of them that are really funny, but the one that really got me was when it's towards the end when people are like running towards him and, and he's the, just the, like, like jump and he like yeah, lifts them and he's yeah. just like throwing them and he's like throwing them and then there's another guy coming the other way and he just like keeps fucking doing it <laughs> and then it cuts to like uh, a shot where it's like on the f- the ground and now they're just flying over the camera onto the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's another 10 guys. It's I don't know like I I know in terms of filmmaking maybe, you know, yeah, it's too long. You should move on to something else. But man, I it was a fucking hoot. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of stuff like that where it was like, "Oh, hey, that that was cool." Uh, okay, you're doing it still. And uh, again, uh, okay. <laughs> like We just sit there for like several minutes. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. You gotta you gotta enjoy the absurdity, you know? You wanted more crazy, that's, that's the that, crazy. That's the of, crazy, I guess. That's yeah. the crazy of weird B-movies. Mm-hmm. Like... The, so, the strange decisions. Of right, <laughs> right. The, the odd decisions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to how to uh, bring you over to the side of, of loving that, but but uh, I certainly loved it. <laughs> uh, I, 
I, was saying, I, I loved the scene of just the little kid playing with the lion cub. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's yeah. something you wouldn't get anymore in just a in modern film. Yeah, well, just some little kid with a freaking like chopped off deer leg or whatever that was, right, just right, feeding the <laughs> lion cub. Just seventies <laughs> turkey, you know. Not a lot of restrictions <laughs> right. into filming. But yeah, I mean, he was yeah, the lion man. He was raised by lions. So you, know, you yeah. got to show the little little kid in there with the lions. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was thinking of that. Like, oh man, what would they be doing now? They'd have to have like some CG lion or some kind of compositing. Of <laughs> yeah, it would just be CG, yeah. It would just... But no, I just... See some actual freaking lions just yeah. hanging out with this kid. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, it's just a little cub. He's just uh, you just know playing around, playing yeah. tug of war. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to have fun. Just a little cub. They're not trying to kill anything. Yeah. Uh, and even when he's like all grown up, he just like tears that what cow or something just yeah 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 just dives on it with his bare hands fucking awesome that part was great yeah <laughs> he just walks over this wad of meat and just right and shares it with this lion buddy <laughs> it's fucking awesome like that's how awesome that dude is yeah he's, just... he's hunting for the lions <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the fucking lions trained him well you know yeah yeah it does that does definitely speak to the uh narrative aspect of it that it doesn't explain much it just kind of jumps around and yeah you think yeah, so there's there's like no like you get it so it's, it's not like confusing or anything but yeah. it's like it never tells you like oh here's this passage of time here's this yeah, it's visual storytelling yeah, it's, it's like... a movie you know <laughs> you don't need to have uh yeah the it, thing out 20 years later on the screen or anything if it communicates it, then it's it's yeah. effective filmmaking. It works. Yeah. No, it, uh, I just kind of found it interesting how little it really tried to seamlessly blend aspects like that. And yeah, no, it just, it cuts and now they're older. Yeah, and then, there's there's yeah, no transition. Just, it just, it, there you are, he's, right, he's an adult now. Figure it out, <laughs> like, oh, okay. I guess this guy is Lion Man with the fucking lion loincloth and whatever <laughs> right. the fuck, you know. And then the other guy, you know, you, you okay, I guess that's the other guy's uh, right. son, grown up. It's, uh, I, I would say that it's done well. I don't think that it's confusing at all. No, it's not confusing. It's just sudden and, and yeah. not what you would expect outside of, like, a B-movie environment. Yeah. Like a, a more structured studio film from like Fuck hollywood studio like movies, tried though. to like smooth yeah. that out and yeah but see like i don't know i i don't know i know you're not saying that it should be that way but yeah it's just i just kind of found it like fascinating that it yeah the difference there of how they approached it and yeah studio movies are all like they hold hands too much you know we yeah, yeah. you know you're uh we're we're humans we have our own minds <laughs> we can comprehend right, two like, images being put together you know like i had no trouble comprehending the yeah. story it was not like that was any trouble to figure out that yeah 
Like, oh, they show this shot of a lion walking around where the baby was, and then they show a shot of the, you know, the kid playing tug of war with a lion, and then they've got the adult. Like, that's pretty freaking clear. It's right, just... right. But, oh yeah, it's also kind of like, I didn't even think about it till now, but, um, like the kid just giving the lion does that mean he was hunting that thing as a kid too like he's <laughs> fucking yeah probably <laughs> like he just ran out and just ripped this leg off a deer just a like bad hey motherfucker. I got a deer leg <laughs> it was born bad <laughs> motherfucker you know he's he's the son of uh, King Solomon the, the fucking yeah. the lion man the, the you know the every fucking kid every uh, was it every male kid I guess born to this family has the birthmark of a lion and a sword above it. <laughs> right. Like perfectly fucking formed like a tattoo. Yeah, I loved that part. Like it's just this yeah, we we've all got this tattoo. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. This, but it's they're like it's a birthmark. So yeah, yeah, it's like it's just, just yeah, like not even crazy. a tattoo. Just we're born with this. It just happens. Right. It's normal. It's some badass genes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the lion fucking comes through the genes to form a b- birthmark and the sword, too. Yeah, Not even just a lion. Yeah, specifically <laughs> on your fucking left shoulder. Right. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a dominant gene, man. It, yeah. That shit kicks some ass. And so, yeah, you got the... Uh, that guy raised by lions, you know, he really right. has ascended to his full potential yeah uh there is something this reminded me of was the epic of gilgamesh okay and not that it's it i don't think it was trying to be that story or yeah who knows it might it's like because there's some differences in the way it plays out in a basic structure but like gilgamesh is basically about this king who's kind of an asshole king okay and kind of making the people miserable and stuff and the gods like create this like wild animal man to match him and then they like they meet and they fight yeah and then they become like best friends oh shit and so it's like and they're like this these super powerful people and then they like and then he like through that friendship gilgamesh becomes like this great ruler who's like better ruler for the kingdom and oh, okay so like he grows as a person from this friendship he develops with this animal man who's been raised by animals out in the wild <laughs> and stuff and so it's just well, hey yeah like it, it just kind of feels a lot like uh this movie's story of these two brothers who yeah, are for sure one's kind of this kind of ruling the city not really but he's there he's kind of an asshole and then he meets yeah. his brother and suddenly he's a good guy <laughs> right right and his dad is definitely an asshole ruler. right right so it's uh yeah i w- yeah that's there, there's some interesting uh just parallels there that i don't think they were necessarily trying to achieve but well those kinds of stories i mean i don't know how old is that gilgamesh oh god that's from like that predates the Bible by a good yes. couple thousand years, I think. Well, it's, there you go. It's a, it's, it's a, one of the, it's it is, I believe, the oldest story known that still exists that we still have. Is well, there you go. These old stories throughout time, you know, they they find different forms. They yeah. they go around the world, and <laughs> here we have a, a version, sort of. Yeah, the fucking Lion Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's also an influence of uh, Shaw Brothers movies. 
I feel. Yeah, it definitely kind of felt a bit like some of those old 70s Shaw Brothers films I've seen. Yeah, so those early, like, wuxias, like, uh, when when Shaw Brothers was getting popular, they definitely saw release in Turkey. Mm. Because I looked up a few. There's one specifically that this reminded me of. Um, the the One-Armed Swordsman, the first sequel to that, Return of the One-Armed Swordsman. Mm. Um, at the end, when all of his buddies <laughs> have, like, weird weapons and shit, yeah, there's a couple was... of weird weapons that are very similar to, the like, the, the group of buddies in Return of the yeah, One-Armed yeah. Swordsman and their weapons and yeah, stuff. Just just in general that just the group of buddies just yeah. felt like something out of a Shaw Brothers movie like some <laughs> Hong Kong like water margin type of movie yeah, where yeah. just like especially like right in that opening scene where there's the big war going on and you've got like all these distinct characters right. who are like just showing up and being all badass and taking yeah, out yeah. soldiers left and right and it just felt like it was this entourage of different like characters <laughs> who yeah were individually heroes of their own stories and right. just kind of yeah and they they were cool they could you know i'd watch those movies of those dudes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah uh, especially like the the short guy with like he had like the little razor blades at the end yeah, yeah. like that guy I, I always liked that guy the whole movie i was like guys oh, that guy he's awesome and then he shows up with a freaking razor blades out of nowhere i was just like oh damn right <laughs> busted those out of commando or something yeah that was awesome yeah and also the the jumping on trampolines is a very big thing in early wuxias because they didn't have wire work or they had only only very limited wire work and so there's a lot of trampoline jumps in those movies and there's a ton of trampoline jumps in this movie as well yeah, kind of hilariously so sometimes with the yes, yes, <laughs> in 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 the similar way to how the wushas are, but but with the wushas, there's they're trying to achieve some sort of like oh you know they're able to jump because of this thing, but in this movie it's just like the the one brother that's not Lion Man, whatever Sword Man or whatever, he was just jumping in the middle of the fucking castle <laughs> towards the end, and it was yeah. like. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like there's some scene where he's just like jumping over all the people, like boing, boing, yeah, yeah. boing, just bouncing across the place. Like, just, was like what? <laughs> yeah, well, that if you watch more Char Brothers movies, that kind of stuff happens a lot, where they're just jumping like that. So I feel like that's uh, yeah, that's an influence from that because I don't know that that started with the Hong Kong movies, but I have a feeling that that's basically where it started but mm-hmm. but i know that like uh like indian cinema is very uh influenced by martial arts movies and there's definitely a strong martial arts feeling here and in the right. other the other turkish movies i've seen just a i've seen only three i think three three or four other ones and those have all had like a strong hand-to-hand fighting sort of like <laughs> right. sort of cred so mm. yeah. yeah i love the thing where he just like he gets on like the pole coming out of the wall and he's just flipping around and oh kicking, my god like... you thought gamera had a fucking gymnastics fight this motherfucker <clears throat> went down the the rope 
got on the rings. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, like a whole old. routine going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so like that when he get, when he gets on the pole and he just starts swim swinging around the pole and like dude comes, boom, gets kicked, and then another dude comes and gets kicked. Like, oh man, I could have watched that for another few minutes. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Uh, I loved it. Like that specific shot, I think went on like just the right amount of time though. Just yeah. <laughs> I think longer I probably would have felt like the other scenes. I was just like, oh, all right, you're doing this just over and over. Like, but that one was just, just right. the right length to, to soak it in without getting old. But Yeah. Okay, so there's still hope for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing. I mean, because it's just like he's he that shit where he... he uh, what the fuck do they call that? Where they go down the zip line, where he's like on oh, yeah. that fucking zip line and he's throwing the knives into the dude's oh yeah that was hilarious stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> like he threw the couple of knives, he killed a couple of guys. I'm like, oh okay, all right. Then it happens again. I'm like, oh, he got his brother's set of knives. I guess. Then he does another one. Like, right. what, how many knives do you have? <laughs> like they sh- they're big knives. Yeah, they're and huge. so. You can kind of clearly see that he has two, maybe three, <laughs> and it's funny because he throws those, and then they cut back to him, and he's oh, he's got some more. <laughs> I just love that, and he was just taking them out. So then I imagine, well, maybe he's just swinging back and forth, you know? Yeah, maybe he like threw them, swung up to them, grabbed them, and pulled them out, swung back, and just... yeah, I don't know, but it's just yeah fucking awesome I, pure uh, entertainment man <laughs> I, I enjoyed it that whole fight I mean that whole ending battle or whatever where, oh it's just cause like it goes from shit like that where I don't remember the exact sequence but it's like zip line he does all this shit and you're like oh my god well, that was great and then, the, and then it just cuts and he's jumping on the rings <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Wait, why are there rings in the castle? <laughs> what the fuck? And then it goes from the rings to that fucking pole and, you know, the, the parallel b- beam or whatever the fuck you call it in gymnastics. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there was, like, there was, like, an actual zip line he was going across, too, like, in the courtyard or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was, like, the <laughs> slowest zip line ever. Yeah, that like, one where he's just fucking... <laughs> Like, man, he didn't get a good start on that one, and they just said, fuck it. They didn't retake it. Uh, there was some fun shot where he, like, threw some dudes into a wall. And yeah. That used some, like, reverse filming or something. Where they yeah, had, he like, threw them, and they, like, <laughs> they got stuck onto the wall. Like, yeah. Fucking... <laughs> you remember those... Uh, they were, like jelly those like hands <laughs> those like gel hand things and it had like a little handle and you fucking would like flap it onto the wall it was like a little thing at the supermarket mm. like in the, the supermarket toy aisle you know what i'm talking about oh, i don't think i ever saw those no. <laughs> oh I, i'm God. like imagining what it <laughs> sounds yeah, like it was but... like like a pink jelly sort of weird sort of stretchy material and I never actually had one. I just saw kids at school with them, and I saw them at the store. And uh, I always thought they were fucking hilarious. <laughs> and so that's kind of how they 
<laughs> those dudes flapped onto the wall yeah. just like that because it was shot reverse. So they right. <laughs> they just flapped on that. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, man, Lion Man just kicking some ass. Though. <laughs> Nobody can even <laughs> get close to fucking him up. Yeah, I mean he goes through through some trials and I, I <laughs> do like at the end. Fuck. Like I think he's like. Like he's facing off against the main bad guy, and he just yeah. like puts up his hands, and they're just like drenched in blood. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I was disappointed because they they very prominently show those claws. Yeah, and uh, so it was a little sad that that, that they, only happens at the end. Yeah, it was kind of sad that yeah, it's like the big selling point of the movie is like. 15 minutes yeah <laughs> it's like oh i mean they're well utilized at the end they get a lot of screen time <laughs> right. so I, i'm ultimately not disappointed but but while it was playing out i was like oh man when's he gonna get the claws <laughs> yeah like i had actually resigned myself to them like not actually existing oh really because like all through the movie he's clawing people up Yes. Just with his bare hands, yes. and so I was kind of like, "Oh, I, I thought this was good. he was uh, like, oh, maybe that poster art is just this exaggeration of." Uh, okay. And so I was kind of just at the point of, well, I guess he just doesn't get claws. He just claws people up with his bare yeah, hands, yeah. like and it was like, oh. Uh, well, so, I I knew they existed because I had seen one of those stills of of the end where he's like got the claws on and his yeah, hands are all bloody yeah. and stuff so i knew actually i think there's one on the case so i probably should have just yeah there there's there is one so on I, I should have realized that but yeah. then, like during the watching of the movie i was just like oh i <laughs> <laughs> just forgot about that or something well but, then when it happened you were probably yeah like, so right. it was like oh he, he does have the claws cool Oh, another thing with the Shaw Brothers thing that that was kind of weird. Seventy five, there was a, a wuxia that was released in Hong Kong called the Golden Lion, and he fucking the Golden Lion. The movies are completely unrelated, and there's no way that like they're in any way related. But I thought it was funny that the Golden Lion in that movie picks up a fucking giant tree trunk, <laughs> like rips it out of the ground, just like Lion Man, and fucking throws it. And he's like this super powered dude that's mm. like throwing people around and stuff. Uh. So I thought that was funny, but uh, there's no way that they're related because of the, the timing on it, the timing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I just like how how. How? Uh, what are the chances <laughs> that there'd yeah. be two movies about lion dudes throwing trees? Right, that are them throw whole trees. That's crazy. Uh, uh, oh, that was kind of towards the beginning when they chop off the king's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that was also what kind of threw me because. Like, on the back, like, that is another shot on the back where you see the hands just hanging. Oh, really? Okay. And so I thought, oh, he's going to lose his hands and they're going to attach these claws. And so, yeah, and then I, I saw him that. lose the hands and it was just like, oh, that's not that, okay. And so I just kind of right. assumed that, like, that narrative I as expected in yeah. my head was kind of I broken. thought that too. Because <clears throat> I, I knew, because that, the king and the lion man are played by the same guy. And so I recognize him as the star. Oh, okay. Because I recognize him from Turkish Star Wars. And so I was like, oh, shit, he got his hands chopped off. 
it's fucking claw time. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, now it's his kid. And I thought, oh, fuck, okay, well, when's this kid's going to get the claw? This kid's <laughs> raised by lions, you know? Right. And there's a few times throughout the movie where I thought, like, oh, shit, here it comes. This is where he's getting the claws. And it, and it didn't happen until the end. Yeah. But I got to say, the way he gets the claws and everything, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lo- I like the 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 arc of getting the claws and and the uh, like he's hanging on that fucking the trap door right, right. and getting the acid all over his hands and yeah, see like because that was one of the parts where I thought they're pouring the acid and I thought maybe like the metal from the fucking door was gonna like like melt down onto his hands so then he's just got like claw hands (laughs) but that didn't happen and he just gets fucked up hands but yeah but he's got that blacksmith yeah it does lead him to get the the claws yeah i mean i i like the story in this a lot yeah it's cool (laughs) i like it a lot i think there's definitely like a lot of room for finesse but <laughs> ah, who needs finesse come on man this is this is fucking 70s uh exploitation trash cinema you know <laughs> right <laughs> i mean if, if anything was just like oh man like this is actually like there's a lot of good stuff in here that would be amazing if like we saw like a more professionally yeah. designed i i'll agree with you yeah like like a movie like this could be remade right right in such a way that it was amazing uh like beyond in anything that this movie has right in terms of uh realizing the the fantasy of it yeah so but uh i mean not that that is is a knock on what this movie was doing it was working with what it had obviously yeah yeah that's what i like about b movies where it's like you can tell like a lot of B movies are ambitious but they don't they don't execute uh, enough to where you like are into it but this movie just the fact that like you made it through you enjoyed it <laughs> i mean that says a lot for a B uh, uh, you know a B movie cuz right man some of them are just rough like slog yeah <laughs> <They're> just rough <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of good stuff in here to be like oh that's cool like, yeah yeah no there's a ton of stuff i i, I thought this was fucking awesome <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> and and i got to say every other turkish movie the three or four that i've seen fucking also awesome <laughs> like i have not seen a bad one so um i you know i'm always always down for more turkish stuff yeah it's kind of like an untapped thing too because you yeah it's it's not it's not a a region that really gets a lot of releases here in the u.s yeah i've never really heard much of anything about it like you hear of like bollywood or something yeah turkey they have a film industry you know it's right. kind of like okay yeah i don't know a lot about it but i know in the in the 70s and 80s at least they they had a, a fairly healthy film industry and they did a lot of movies um a lot of action style movies like this mm-hmm. a lot of rip-off style movies that have have then been termed 
uh, Turkish Star Wars or Turkish Superman or Turkish E.T. Mm-hmm. or <laughs> Turkish Exorcist or whatever the fuck, you know. And yeah. so, like, they have actual titles, but uh, those are the titles that... that uh, they become known as. But. Yeah, by, like, the people like me, like, the people who are into cult cinema, like, that's what they're known as just because it's an easy way to refer to them or whatever. Right. That was probably what they were released as. Um, like, I always think of movies like this getting released uh, illegitimately on bootlegs. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, traded at conventions and yeah, just mail-order trades and stuff like yeah, that. and somebody just making their own, just a fan subtitle yeah. kind of a thing. That and just so, like, they they're just like fuck it this is turkish star wars because that's how we're gonna sell like we're not gonna sell this as whatever the fuck the title is right you know so so yeah there's a ton of movies (laughs) like that and i know that they're at least as far as i know they're pretty dope (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you think about that in the title it's just like yeah if somebody's searching for something like that's what they're gonna be looking for and right you know it's like who's gonna know what this weird title is or what that means or anything but somebody just looking at a list of like weird ass movies and like what what weird ass movie can i watch that sounds entertaining it's like yeah turkish star wars yeah that sounds like <laughs> you see turkish star wars and you're like well i gotta see that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what the fuck is that and what's cool about that is that they use a lot of star wars footage and music and stuff but it's actually a really cool story that's completely its own thing and hmm. and uh it's it's like a fucking solid you know action movie just like this one is it's uh and kind of like got a sci-fi little bit to it but man it's like that movie's dope i fucking love that shit <laughs> but yeah fucking lion man i don't know like lion man i think is a good title for you say like, "Hey, you want to see Lion Man?" Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Wha- yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a better title in terms of grabbing people than Sword in the Claw. Right, right. Just, uh, but that's what they went with. I'm surprised they didn't even mention that it's it was known as Lion Man because, like, uh, on the box or anything. Because yeah, it's kind of weird. Because uh, yeah, I don't know. As far as I know, like, it was known as Lion Man up until this release last hmm. year. Weird. So, yeah, very strange. Strange not... What What makes... I wonder... I wonder if it's, like, a rights thing. Like, maybe, maybe. somebody else has the rights to Lion Man, so they can't reference it or something. <laughs> Who yeah. the fuck knows, but... <clears throat> but I just, it seems like an odd odd choice on the, the part of the Yeah, it was a very odd choice. But as you can see, the, the at the at the beginning of the movie, they, they cut in that sword and the claw title. Yeah. <laughs> and the music cuts out and everything. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird at that point. I was still kind of like <clears throat> settling in, like sitting down and getting yeah. set up so i didn't really notice oh you didn't notice that out. yeah i was kind of yeah because it's the music and they show this this battle starting and then it just cuts to this black title card sword in the claw no music nothing and then it cuts back mm. and uh i actually have a, a vhs rip of this on my computer um 
of the Lion Man VHS. And so there's a whole shot that they cut out <laughs> to put in that sword in the claw thing where it says, blah, 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 Lion Man. Huh. And I would imagine that that was done at the during the U.S. theatrical release under Sword in the Claw that like boggled people's, you know, like I was talking about yeah. the historians or like what the fuck is Sword in the Claw? Yeah, because mm-hmm. this restoration was done from a thirty-five millimeter print. Okay, yeah, so that was probably done way back then. Yeah. And- yeah, and so that was like a common practice back in the day where where people would change titles and and just cut shit out like that and and even theater to theater might do it different. Yeah, would uh, like edit for content and stuff like that. Like mm. if you hit some fucking Bible Belt town where yeah, it's like yeah. the, we want to play this movie, but it has a sex scene, so like we're gonna cut this sex scene out, and so then you get all these various releases, you know, and so like 35 millimeter print collectors are like like oh which you know like this is the whole movie except for it's missing this one scene or whatever the fuck and so when when studios are releasing movies they generally are trying to get the negative to work with but uh, in this case i'm sure the negative is long gone in the turkish (laughs) sands (laughs) so yeah i doubt anyone was a keen on preserving this back in the 70s probably not but somehow they found this 35 millimeter millimeter print and uh it looks fucking awesome (laughs) i mean you know it's a little scratchy but yeah yeah there were fuck it man yeah it looked just fine after honestly the opening was probably the worst looking part yeah probably yeah there was a lot of flex spraying across it yeah 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 usually like beginnings and ends of reels are are notoriously bad for prints hmm. because that's where like damaged, yeah. real changes and stuff and splicing and shit like that is happening so that's probably yeah what was going on but uh i don't know i mean i i enjoy all that because i am a, a fan of film the medium <laughs> right <laughs> so like none of that shit bothers me yeah i i thoroughly enjoy it it's you even have the uh the cigarette burns when they real changed and stuff oh, on yeah. this too. Yeah. Did you ever notice that when you were a kid or anything? Um you know, I've no I've noticed it before and I've heard that that was like a marker to where to splice the film or cut the a scene or something on old film. Yeah, it's the real cuz a reel is like, I don't know, 15 minutes, I think. Um mm-hmm. for a 35 millimeter. I think that's about 15, 16, something like that. And so there'd be the first one that would signal, like, real change is about to happen. And I don't, there's a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then the <clears throat> second one is like, it's happening now. <laughs> and so when I figured that out or when I realized that, I was probably like 13 or 14 or something because I was mm. obviously super into movies. So whenever I would go to the movies, I'd see one and then I'd like wait for the second one and mm-hmm. I'd like, because the the real change you'd always get a little bit of like the sound would kind of like warble a little bit and like sometimes they'd have to readjust the picture mm. um the projectionist and stuff so i always okay. enjoyed the uh all the little the little things of film projection you know it was always very exciting mm. to me so it was fun to see cigarette burns here because i don't you know you don't really ever see them anymore yeah 
in the theater, you know, they don't... Yeah, you know, I don't think I ever really noticed them much in the theater. It'd usually be like on a tape or something that happened to to have them in or something. And it'd just be like, oh, that's weird. And (laughs) just like it was something that I was like peripherally aware of that there was occasionally some weird spot like that in a movie or something. And I never really like thought about it and like years later i'd heard that it was some something to do with the timing and the reels and like where things needed to change over and stuff i didn't really i was like oh okay it's some kind of marker for (laughs) and i didn't really give it much thought beyond that yeah oh well yes one of my great joys as a (laughs) as a youth watching movies i miss it it's just not the same anymore steven (laughs) I mean, I hardly go to the movies at all, but it's just like, I don't know, it's just a big TV. Yeah. What's the point? I don't know. I'm going to start crying here thinking about (laughs) the good old days. (laughs) Uh, Now, does it really make you sad thinking that somebody growing up right now, who's like 10 years old right now, is is in like another 20 years going to look back at right now and think like, oh, I miss the good old days. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I know that that will happen. (laughs) But I wonder what what are the things that will define the good old days of like the theater experience for that kid? Yeah. Will it be the fucking... You know how they have that, like, Cinemark first look? <laughs> Where it's, like, half an hour before the movie, they have the fucking commercials and shit uh, now? Yeah, yeah. Like, are, they, are people going to be nostalgic for that? Oh. Like, because that's a thing that's probably going to change. You know, because yeah. there was the period before that where it was the, the slides of ads and... and movie trivia and then before that it was nothing and it was just the 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 radio playing the the the, the movie theme songs and things with the fucking Casey Kasem <laughs> like that was the new one from GoldenEye and, <laughs> and so like I remember all that and I remember the radio and I miss that I, I loved the the you know you don't have you don't gotta fucking look at shit all the time yeah you know? So I don't know. Are they going to be nostalgic for Cinemark first look? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know. I feel like more than anything, people are not going to be nostalgic for the theatrical experience. I don't think that there's things that define it in this yeah. day and age. Like I I I don't know. And maybe, yeah, maybe twenty years from now, I can look back and say like, oh, maybe that's these things, mm. but. Yeah, and maybe 20 years from now, somebody will be like, oh, why don't they have assigned seating anymore? (laughs) Well, it ain't going to be me. I fucking hate that shit. It it just bothers me. Yeah. You know, like, like thinking about it, like, that's the only thing I can really think of to distinguish. Yeah, that's a new thing. I mean, uh, a fairly new thing in the last couple of years. They had it at... um, the arc light in Hollywood hmm. before I moved up here. So like, I don't know, probably 2010 or 11 or something like that. I went there a couple of times and they had assigned seating and it was hmm. a shit show. Hmm. It was awful. Cause it's like, I'm there, I'm trying to buy tickets. 
the line is probably 10 people long. There's one person selling tickets. And so the front of the line was these two elderly people trying to buy tickets to some movie. And it wasn't sold out. It didn't fucking matter. And they were like, you got to pick your seats. And the guy's like, I don't want to. I'm just going to walk in and sit where the fuck I want. And they're like, you got to pick your seats. That's how we do it here. And it was like this big fucking deal where they went back and forth. And the guy's like, I don't want to. I'll just go and sit down. Who the gives this shit? I don't need to pick a seat. And they're like, that's just how we do it. And they just kept going back and forth. And the whole time I was just like, this is stupid. Why would anybody do this? Like, it's it's that was one of the only theaters that I knew of that had it. And so it was just like, why would anybody else do this? This is stupid. And then that same fucking conversation happened with every person in line (laughs) who apparently wasn't listening to the fucking previous people in line until it got to me. And I knew, like, I just picked whatever the fuck and, and left. But so then ever since then, over the past almost 10 years, now literally almost every theater has it yeah it's weird and it doesn't make sense to me i don't know why and it's popular uh, i haven't like looked into this much at all but like the a few things i've seen like online of people talking about it like the people who liked it were people who ordered the tickets online yeah i think a lot of people are doing that and they like they order it online and they want to have like they want to sit like where they want to like people who like prefer to sit up front or wherever the fuck they want to feel they prefer to sit and so they when they order the tickets they want to have that and then they'll walk in like because they'll order it for later that day or something you know they'll or the next day or something they'll be like oh tomorrow i can go and see this movie after work yeah and they'll order the tickets then and then after work they'll just go right to the theater and walk right in they've already got the and not have to i mean i get that but i also get like you don't get to sit wherever the fuck you want (laughs) like just (laughs) sit the fuck down wherever is open like you want to sit somewhere get there 10 minutes earlier i don't know it just it it just seems like so entitled to be like I want to sit where exactly where I want to sit and like <laughs> it's like ah <laughs> this whole world is I just I hate yeah. it I I just don't like it and and now even the independent theaters up here are starting to do it so it's it's I can't it's, even it's have a, thing a, now. a yeah. fucking uh, a reprieve. <clears throat> It's awful. Yeah, I don't know. I would. I hope it goes away at some point, but I don't know. I don't see yeah, it going away. It, it seems to be popular for as far as like it goes. I don't think they'd be doing it everywhere if it wasn't uh, working for the people who yeah. tried it out. And well, I think people definitely are buying tickets online. Mm-hmm. And like for movie premieres, I can understand the idea of you buy your tickets beforehand and then you know where you're going to sit. You don't have to line up that is the whole point of going to the premiere though is the experience of fucking getting there early and excitement of like lining up and like everybody's right. fucking pumped like that was the whole reason to go on the opening day so the idea of just like walking in and sitting down seems dumb to me like i know it's more convenient but there's 
things that are better than convenience. <laughs> like there's experiences. <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah. It's it seems like they're trying to make sure that people go to the movies instead of staying home because there's so many options of things to watch now. Like so they mm. have to compete for people's time. Yeah. But it seems like they're trading the experience of the movies for that convenience and i feel like that's part of the destruction of the the experience of movies and i like where people aren't going to be nostalgic for those times at the theater because it's just a big tv showing commercials and there's no cigarette burns or scratches or anything organic it's just like a big TV, and so I feel like kids don't give a shit. Yeah. And the kids that I know don't give a shit about movies, like, in the theater. It's it's nothing to them. So I feel like, uh, I don't know. It, yeah, and I... It's sad to me. Yeah, I kind of I kinda get that. I mean, especially as, like the average TV in a person's house is get this larger than, uh, you know, right. Like, like a lot back of people in the have 80s, big TVs like, now, yeah. we had maybe like maybe a 30 inch or something in the living room is like, Oh, that's the Dude, TV. That's big. You, you yeah. <laughs> like, I grew up with 19 inches, like until I was fucking in my twenties. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that was it. So I mean, and now like, man, now everybody's got a widescreen TV and everybody's got, you yeah. know, however the fuck many inches that is. Oh, they've and, got you know. as much as could fit on their wall and whatever right. their space is, you know. And, and that's fucking, that's crazy. It used to be a thing that you, you know. Like, yeah, I, I remember when my parents got whatever, I think it was like a 55 inch or something. And it was just like, sit down and try, it was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm in a theater. What do I, like, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why would you need to go fuck. to a theater with a TV like that? Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, when I was a teenager, I had a 13-inch TV in my room, and I watched Lawrence of Arabia widescreen on 13 (laughs) inches. Jesus Christ. And it was like, you know, like two inches high or something. So, you know, I I feel like I know the, the experience of, like, the small to the, you know, I, I appreciate the movie screen, you know, right. for what it is. I don't know. Yeah, so are they going to be nostalgic for now? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but it might not specifically be the theater that they're nostalgic for. Right, yeah, who it knows what it will be. be something yeah. else. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know that even the movies are anything to even be nostalgic about or remember. Like, because it's it's like disposable culture where the movies are just like yeah, that one happened. Now we're on to the next one. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, things are are so different. Yeah, I mean, the people about ten. 20 odd years younger than us that I've spoken to are kind of like they have things from their childhood that they are nostalgic about from like the early, the 2000s or something like that. Yeah. But so I I I have a feeling there there I mean there's always going to be something but there's definitely going to be something that these kids are nostalgic for. Yeah. And but specifically around theaters, I don't know that anything yeah, is going to be and honestly like I'm sure the Marvel movies will leave a cultural mark for well for sure 
but quite but a it, while, but but like I don't know that any of those are like as a whole they're a thing, but I don't know that anybody is just like, oh man, this one is just I'm gonna watch this until the end of my life. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just yeah, it's it's weird. To, it's not like. Like, when I was a kid, I watched Star Wars or Indiana Jones or something like that, and, like, those were the shit. And there yeah, was a yeah. couple of those. And, and that's, you know, like... Yeah, that's true, because you get the Marvel Universe, and it's, like, it's such a huge thing, you can't condense it down to some one thing that you're going to watch yeah. a bunch. And it's been going on for ten years, and every two or three months, there's a new one. And so it's just, that's what I mean, like, it's always on to the next thing. Right. And so it's not necessarily about, like, this one thing was so dope. Remember this shit? Like, no, it's still going on. We're on movie 35, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and we have the next 40 planned. And and that's, like, the way that they're handling Star Wars. And, you know, anything that's owned by a big corporation these days, so... Yeah, and anything that's <clears throat> not owned by a big corporation these days is probably not going to get a theater release anyway, so, or at least not a wide one. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very different than it used to be. Yeah. I mean, you have m movies getting released direct to Netflix. You know, is anybody nostalgic, for, you know, for that? Uh, no. <laughs> is that going to be a time? Where, oh, remember that movie when that came out on Netflix and I watched it? Like, I mean, I'm sure there will be people who have that, but you know, every everyone's going to have some weird little movie they watched as a kid that nobody else really remembers or thinks yeah, about. Yeah, but is like, for sure. And I think that that aspect might be something that amplifies is that whatever some kid latches onto is going to be something that is kind of unique to every like because there's so much stuff out there from yeah. so many different distribution methods that that's true kids are going to grow up with whatever they grew up with and they'll have that and the rest of it will be like oh i didn't even know this existed because yeah. i didn't have netflix yeah. i had hulu or whatever right, you know, whatever right. the heck i know there's so many things I just, the the idea that things are available and so they're not necessarily tied to an experience. Like movies, going right, to yeah, the theater yeah. was a whole experience that is now a different experience that is more like a big TV. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, we're inundated with things. Yeah, and so the 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 specialness of movies to the use and special effects in general like i don't think cg while it looks you know technically better or whatever like i don't think that it has the same sort of magical quality that old effects do for yeah. little kids and so does yeah, anybody uh, want to make movies <clears throat> that are little kids like does it are there going to be kids that want, like, that are pumped up enough to make movies? I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, CG, like, you tend to look back at it and just go like, oh, that's not good. And when you see older CG and stuff. Yeah, and, and especially it, people who are tapped into mainstream shit and they're only watching, like, new stuff. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they don't care about context. They don't care about anything other than, like, is it look good? <laughs> And so, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And meanwhile, anytime I go back and watch the original Alien, I'm like, holy shit, that looks gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, what, 79 or yeah, something? Yeah, 79. It's real shit. You yeah. know? Real shit's always going to look better. I don't think that movie will ever not be gorgeous. No, it's well made. It's well made. There's that one shot, though. There's that, that one, one that fucking one shot. That one shot of the xenomorph on the outside of the ship. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's, yeah. That, that, that one shot, yeah. <laughs> clearly dude in a suit. <laughs> yeah, other than that, there's, yeah, there's just that one shot where it's clearly a human. Other than that, it's flawless. Right. I mean, the movie, it's fine. But right. There is that one shot. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I clearly physical effects are better, and I don't need to, you know, like build a case for them. But right, but you know, like I've, like I keep mentioning whenever we watch one of these super old films that we get a good quality Blu-ray print on, and I just yeah. go like, "Holy shit!" That I never thought a film that old would just be that good looking of a film. Yeah, yeah. It's just like. That's just film, you know, if you restore it, it looks fucking good. Yeah, and I don't know that <clears throat> that kind of uh, feeling will ever really happen for some CG Fest 2005, you know? No, it definitely won't, because those are digital masters. Like, you can't... The only way to restore that would be to re-render CG in a different resolution... Right. And that's not going to happen. <laughs> They're not going to do that. So you're just stuck with it at whatever resolution it was produced at. And like a lot of movies now, these era where like they, they understand the idea. So like they shoot in 8K or whatever. So mm -hmm. they know like <laughs> we're good for a while to, you know, we can still yeah. have another version to release that'll be better than the previous version. But yeah. But a lot of those like early digital stuff. I mean, they shot it like 2K, so once you get past that, I mean, 50 years from now, it's only going to be that ever, whereas film, you could scan it at whatever the fuck resolution, and it would it would look like a film, you know, at that resolution. Because yeah. the... <laughs> I read something about... There's, like, the amount of information on a negative is, like, 19K. Like, it's equal to, oh, <laughs> like, Christ. that resolution. There's so much shit, like, I, I kind of have a feeling that once you get to, like, 8K, it's kind of meaningless to go. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I mean. You can't even see what the difference is at that point. It's meaningless, but that doesn't mean that it will, the industry will stop. <laughs> that That is very true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the difference between Blu-ray and DVD is, like, fantastic but for the average person they don't yeah, give a it's, shit it's, it's not terribly noticeable no. it's, it's noticeable though like it's i can actually noticeable. tell the difference but oh yeah if we're go going up to like 4k i don't know that i can really tell a difference there's probably not much of a difference i mean it depends but like dvds still outsell blu-rays to this day right and, and because most people don't give a shit yeah, I mean, and honestly, unless it's something that I like is a really gorgeous and I really want to see at its full yeah. potential, I really won't care if it's a DVD or a Blu-ray release. It's, yeah. It, I mean, if it costs significantly more for the Blu-ray and it's not something that I'm just like, oh, I really... <laughs> you gotta see it. 
yeah, I gotta see this in its full glory. I mean, uh, like fucking Lion Man, you gotta see that in its glory, <laughs> clawing fucking eyes out and shit. Uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was nice sets in it. Not even sets; they were like on location all the time. It was. There's some sets in there, though. Yeah, yeah, there are some sets, but like that end fight in the castle. Is yeah, like, just in the castle. Freaking castle, and yeah. like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff where they're just like out in the woods. And right, right. Was, yeah, all that stuff is fun. Yeah, was some so it had some uh, very nice environments to right. enjoy. It seemed very prominent in that film. That there's just all these just environments around. Yeah, are, you fucking you go to a castle and you shoot at a castle. That lends your your movie a, right. a definite, you know, sort of epic sort of feel to it. You're at a castle. Like, holy <laughs> shit, there's people on the walls fighting, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. And that's something that if they were in a soundstage with green screen, just a castle backdrop, yeah, it's not the same. Have, yeah. No matter have. how good that castle CG looks... It's not going to be a real freaking castle that same, people yeah. are tromping up and down the stairs on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's just real. I feel like no matter how good CG gets, I feel like humans will be able to tell that it's fake. Maybe not. Maybe we'll reach some point where it's photorealistic and you can't tell. But I feel mm-hmm. like no matter what, there's always going to be some kind of a some disconnect. Barrier, yeah. Maybe that's just, you know, a, a desire in my soul, but <laughs> I'll know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. We got anything else about Lion Man? Uh, uh, would you watch other Turkish movies based yeah, on this? Give, uh, give some more a shot one was mostly entertaining mostly entertaining i thought it was fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh so take that as you will and yeah. uh it is it is available unlike yeah. a lot of turkish movies <laughs> yeah, it is legally available <laughs> hey easy to get a hold of now <laughs> yeah yeah so it's uh, under the title sword and the claw by agfa um They just put out this other fucking... They put out a lot of movies in the last couple of years, but um, not all of them are are things that I'm super interested in. But the last... I think the last one that just came out last month or or this month, I don't remember. Anyway, it's a a double feature of of, uh, African action movies from the 90s. Mm. And that sounds like a goddamn good time. Yeah. And uh, just like low-budget fucking Africans and machine guns and fucking car chases and shit. I don't know. I watched the trailer real quick, and it seemed fucking awesome. So I forget what that uh, what the, those are called, but uh, just go to the AGFA website and check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. You got anything else? No. Not really. Was a, I think I enjoy it a little more now that we've talked about it. Yeah. Because at the time it felt a little slow, and then like looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, there's all these little fun, memorable moments that are, are going to stick with me for a while. It's, so it's pre- I thought it was pretty quick. Like I mean, it doesn't. It's 
not the story being slow. It's more just like that action being repetitive. That is definitely and that, a thing. <laughs> it's, but that, that kind of makes it feel slow in yeah. the action scenes. If and, you're not into it, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. If you're not laughing along with it and like <laughs> it's enjoying the absurdity of the fact that he just threw ten dudes and now he's throwing another ten. <laughs> now we're watching them all fall. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not super on board with that, then yeah, right. that, that does seem long, and I get that. And previous me of, of years past would have totally 100% agreed with you, but I have passed through the eye of the needle. <laughs> and uh, You found the joy. <laughs> yes, I have transcended, and, and I am you know the, the enlightened B-movie uh, watcher, so it's, it's all good. Not to say that there aren't boring B movies, but yeah, a movie like this. I mean, there's just yeah, there's I yeah, I we could watch some really. You want to see a boring <laughs> one? We could watch some fucking boring ones, and you'll you know. Uh, there's there's too much fun stuff in this movie. No. Just call it bad. Yeah, there's lots of fun stuff, and I thought it was fairly competently made too. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's uh. Solid. I mean, yeah. visual storytelling, you know, and slightly choppy transitions, but yeah, it's I fine. Think, I think they're fine. I mean, I know what you're saying, but it's, I think they were very, very sudden, sudden transitions. I'll yeah, say. you definitely have to think. You know, that's not obvious yeah. when they cut to the one, the 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 brother that's not the Lion Man. When they cut to him for the first time, it's just like, oh, who's this guy? And then you real okay, he's that, he's that brother, okay. Right. And then for a while, I thought they weren't going to make him the brother because yeah, because they, yeah. they, they set it up at the beginning, and then, okay, there's going to be two babies. I've, you know, I've seen movies like this. And then for a while, he's just like this little asshole dude. Yeah, it goes and, so long without the reveal that yeah, you think maybe they're not going to do it. Because the, the dad fucking killed the you know lion man senior and and uh you think like well if he if his kid had the fucking birthmark then like (laughs) why would he still be his son at this age yeah yeah like how did he go his whole life without his dad ever finding out he had this strange birthmark on his shoulder (laughs) well i mean you know he's not a hands-on dad (laughs) clearly (laughs) but uh then when they got into that that love scene and they the, the shot was like him from the back and she's like fucking with the shirt i was like yes he's the brother <laughs> come on let's rip that shirt off <laughs> and it took uh, a while they did they 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 really uh yeah they lingered over that one they did linger on that one but i enjoyed the tension cuz i was just like i knew it was coming and and yeah. it was uh, it was very enjoyable to me but I could understand how that could be a little bit long, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's fine. It just, you know, <laughs> you you could polish the edges and yeah, you know, you could definitely remake this, and it could be a really uh, rollicking little adventure movie, and and have right. good physical effects, and 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 it could be a not better, but just like a. A different version that's more realized or whatever. Right. But uh, that being said, I think this version is pretty fucking yeah. goddamn entertaining. <laughs> uh, oh, that was the other weird thing that happened. Like, 
the mother that's yeah. all locked up in the cells. And then, like, there's this glass panel right. she's behind. Like, like, what the what? fuck is that? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, she's in a glass cage inside the jail cell. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, but I loved it. Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, there's just some weird thing. Okay, whatever. And then they, like, threw the knives and, like, shattered it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. wasn't just some weird, like stage effect like stage thing that just happened to be there and that gets stuck no. in the movie <laughs> no, she was in a glass cage for some fucking reason i liked that in that scene where they were fighting the two brothers are fighting before they know their brothers and they were they were fighting with the the dual dagger they're not really daggers they're long but but uh, yeah. long daggers or whatever oh. Knives or Those big knives that he fucking something. throws into the dude's stomachs from the zip line later <laughs> in the movie. But uh, they were doing the choreography and they were like mirroring each other. And when they were do, they would do like tumbling rolls yeah. and they would do them like towards <laughs> each other. And it was like, man, they're like, they're so fucking brothers. They're just like the lion man fighting yeah, instincts yeah. are just inside them. And it's like... They can't beat each other because they, right, they right. they're like, like using was, the same instincts. That was another, that was kind of that moment of uh, like, oh, this is Gilgamesh, where Gilgamesh <laughs> and Enkidu are like fighting each other for like three days straight, and they can't. Neither of them can win. <laughs> yeah, there like... you go. I see. I feel like I, I feel like uh, there's got to be some influence there, but yeah, there's. Oh, the fun part of that duel was when like. The one brother pulls out the sword, and it's like, oh, it's like the sword versus the claw. Kind yeah, of and right. then the other guy like pulls out the knives, and the guy with the sword's like, all right, fine, I'll do knives. <laughs> he, yeah. He throws the sword away, like, give me some fucking knives. <laughs> well, he doesn't just throw the... He, he like, hits the, the daggers that the dude's holding with his sword, and in there and up in the air, he flings the sword, and then he catches the fucking daggers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a, that's just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just uh, yeah. That's B movies at their finest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's little weird things like that that I'm I'm like at the time I thought oh there's not too much like amazing in this movie but like looking back on it it's yeah like now I'm just like oh that re there really was a lot of just weird fun things in it. There's it's a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. And this is where, like, a lot of people enjoy watching B-movies with a bunch of people because mm -hmm. I feel like these movies play better with people. Yeah, I could see um, how you could just, like, talk about the weird yeah. things going on. And uh, and you just, like, yeah, just it's an experience. Like, we're right, talking about right. movies as an experience. B-movies in general, like, B-movies like this with an audience in a theater are just insane. <laughs> They're so fun. And it just elevates them to it totally new level um as long as the audience is like actually enjoying the movie and not just laughing at it with the, like a hipster sort of lean yeah that's no fun because every time you see a shaw brothers movie in the theater there's always like at least one hipster dude or something that's like clearly not <laughs> not there into for the right it reasons. but they're just like making fun of oh it's old <laughs> and so like you have like, no, to shit it's old it's made in 75 what <laughs> <Right>. did you want <laughs> so you have to contend with that but but yeah. uh in general with the the right spirit these movies are just fantastic with people and so that probably plays into it you know just watching it by yourself so i don't know anything any other roars about lion man <laughs> 
Uh, wasn't there some like weird lion roar sound effect in there when they were fighting or something? Fuck, I, I, I kinda, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, oh god, I, I think I've like forgotten it already, but there was I, <laughs> like some scene or another where yeah, I, I thought remember. like some sound effect was like, oh, it's like the lion roar while he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I don't remember. Oh, I kind of remember thinking that in some fight scene in there somewhere where there was some like sound effect that... Huh. I'll have to watch it again. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, overall, you liked it? Yeah. You'd watch it again? I think I would, yeah. I would. I, I feel like you would enjoy it more the second time. Yeah, I mean, I've, I frequently do that anyway with movies. Just yeah. enjoy it the second time, knowing what's happening and how it's being set up. But right, right. That process of seeing how they lay the groundwork <laughs> and stuff build the uh, structure always interests me so how are they gonna get uh to the claws and this guy punching through walls and shit <laughs> yeah punch through walls and shit <laughs> you know there's, there's tons of shit in this <laughs> oh god like so when he takes out the bad guy he just like punches the wall and like throws him <laughs> punches through the wall grabs him and throws him off the fucking side of the castle and he lands just his uh, head on a rock you know yeah, oh that last shot in the credits so the credits are rolling by and you know you've got the credits in like two columns where they're like yeah. this guy and whatever his role right, was right. Or whatever, on each side and like in between it's like they framed it like just perfect where it's like scrolling up and you see the dead guy like right in between all those names and like above <laughs> him on the castle wall is lion man with his yeah. arms up like <laughs> like, fuck, yeah. like champion <laughs> yeah that's how you do I it just, i was like oh man that's like the perfect ending shot right there yeah <laughs> that's another sort of uh, i felt like it was a holdover from from the, the hong kong thing where yeah. the guy's dead fucking roll the yeah, credits kinda, you like, know? <laughs> there was a part of me that was kind of thinking like oh i kind of want to know what like what happens after this but i'm like yeah yeah does lion man rule yeah who, who's know. gonna inherit the kingdom who's gonna yeah how are they gonna deal with that i don't know I don't know, but I do know that there is a sequel. So. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's not the not the same guy as playing Lion Man, but uh, it's called Lion Man 2, The Witch Queen. Hmm. Um, uh, so I don't know if it's good. I, I, I don't know anything about it, but yeah. but I just found that out uh, after I watched the movie. So Hey, maybe it has answers. Perhaps, but I would doubt it. <laughs> or maybe it just has just completely random stuff. And yeah. Like, Why is this even a sequel? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knows? It's not the same. Um, the same Lion Man. It's not the same director. So who knows if they're just trying to capitalize on its popularity or what? I don't know. But yeah. anyway, maybe there's some answers. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll uh, call call it. call it a day. Yeah. And say uh, adios. All right, see ya.
I'll beat it. And just you remember, next time I'll kill ya! <laughs> <laughs>